never know when you'll meet someone. A goldfish. Who will change your life forever. That was weird. Mom! A goldfish! I saved her. She sure is pretty. Don't worry, I'll take good care of you. I think I'll call her Ponyo. She wasn't like any other fish. She might be magic. This fish. I will be a human too. Is getting her wish. Huh? Mom, she's a girl now. Life is mysterious and amazing. Sasuke, look at me! Yeah. Hey, this is fun. Ponyo, Sasuke. Oh. Oh. <laughs> On August 14th. I can't believe it. She's turned into a human. I need to ask for her mother's help now. So what's your mother like then? She's big and beautiful. But she can be very scary. Just like my mom. <laughs> Something magical will be unleashed. It's really weird. And the world may never be the same. What's wrong? I've never seen the ocean like this. The moon is forcing the ocean to rise. Don't worry. Everything's going to be okay. I promised Ponyo I'd take care of her. Walt Disney Studios presents... What is that? A Studio Ghibli film from Hayao Miyazaki, the Academy Award-winning director of Spirited Away, comes an extraordinary motion picture event about the wonder of nature. This is fantastic! The power of friendship. Don't let go of my hand. And the spirit of adventure that lives over and under the sea. Ready? Let's go! Welcome to Culture Zoo, uh, a Mighty Guild of Geeks episode. I'm going to Google it really quick so I know, so I don't sound like an idiot. 23. 23. Is right? 20, no. Mm. It's 25. Wow. <laughs> episode 25. Yeah. You sure it's not 26 now, I'm thinking? I uh, know. I think it's 23, 25, 24, 25, 25. Hey, uh, I'm Levi and I'm Rosalind. And today we have a special guest in the palatial uh, culture zoo studios. Um, we are joined by Sadie Hartman. Hi Sadie. Hello. Hi. Thanks for joining us. Great yeah, it's good here. to be here. So kind of the rule, it seems like with culture zoo is that you have to be related if you want to be a guest on the show. So <laughs> we won't, we won't. I want to give like an intro to Sadie, though, as saying that she's probably one of our coolest cousins. Yeah. Like, oh, stop. Especially growing up, I was always really intimidated by your coolness, I feel like. And yeah, no. and now we have the major media show. So it's on, <laughs> she's on the other foot now. Right. Yeah. You have to come groveling. It, to it us. felt sort of like you guys were from San Francisco or something like I. I didn't believe you were really in our town. That is no. the weirdest thing ever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying though? Like like those cool cousins from out of town because we didn't see you all the time. So anyways. So she's only super at cool. family gatherings. Yeah. Yes. Super cool. Um, and Sadie, you're uh, you are fairly active on social media these days. I don't know if that's a compliment. Probably I shouldn't, you know, in a good way, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, how can people, if they want to follow you or learn more about um, what you're up to these days, where can they find you? Well, um, so basically I completely nerded out and started a bookstagram on Instagram. Oh. Um, yeah. So bookstagram, for those who aren't familiar, is a hashtag 
that has basically taken Instagram by storm. And all we do is dedicate our Instagram accounts to um, taking photographs of books, if that doesn't sound (laughs) completely nerdy. (laughs) It's very like niche, like, uh, you know, what the Internet's for, finding people who like the same thing as you. And you never thought there were so many of them. Yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And so um, it's sort of like... uh, like when you order a magazine and it's just for people who like mm-hmm. Nintendo, mm-hmm. it's very niche, just like that. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, cool. And so, where can they where can they find your bookstagram? Um, so it's um, I guess those are called underscores. I'm not techie in yeah. that sense, but it's uh, Sadie reads them all with underscores between the words. Gotcha. Very cool. And if anyone will, uh, we'll be sure to tag Sadie in Mm -hmm. any of our massive social media campaigns that we do. (laughs) Yeah. So you can, if you um, take, take a moment to invite you to follow Sadie on Instagram and um, also, uh, you know what we're going to ask for. We're going to ask for you to review us on. We're going to ask again. Yes, please. We're not above begging. <laughs> Literally. I mean, we, I don't know what you want us to do, but we will do something. <laughs> we'll do something if you leave us a freaking review. I'm trying to think of real, something really yeah. impressive. I don't know. We'll Where take, do you do that, Levi? You do it in the podcast app. Yeah, maybe that's the problem. Maybe people don't understand how so to do it. I've never actually I reviewed a podcast. Um, yeah. Have you reviewed a podcast? Yeah, I have before. Basically, every podcast has to beg for reviews. It's not an easy process. The thing is, the podcasts that I listen to, most of them have like Mm 10,000 reviews. So I don't feel that bad bad not reviewing them. And I don't feel like it's that important. So I've never done it. myself but i don't is it is it difficult no so here's how you do it um faithful listener if you are wondering how to review us after our pleading you know all these all these weeks um it, you go to um you go to the apple uh, podcast app and the only way you can do it is you can't just go to a podcast you have right. to actually search for a podcast find it in, in the store yeah, find it in the store and then there is a leave a review button okay which you can leave a review there so it's not the most intuitive thing um but apple's fault exactly mm-hmm. it just shows us that you care mm-hmm. and we will reward you in some way i mean i would say requests us to review something i mean we will that's a great idea yeah. like we will review what some, request, whatever yeah. you want if you leave us a review yep so hmm. that would be fun actually it, it would be really exciting just yeah. think about it i'm actually going to share this on my bookstagram too and see if we can get some people to listen that way there yeah. we go yeah it's a great yeah. idea yeah. All right. Well, so we are in the autumn of Miyazaki now. Mm. We've been in the summer of Miyazaki. Now we are in the Which is appropriate. the autumn of Miyazaki. Yeah, in his in his autumn years, yeah. not quite twilight, I guess you could say. Um, and so last week we did Howl's Moving Castle. And um, this week we did the 2008, 2009? 2008. 2008 I think it was film. released here in 2009. Okay. Uh, film Ponyo. 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 Um, I just want to keep singing the song. Ponyo, 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 fishy in the sea. Tiny little fishy, who could you really be? Ponyo, 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 magic sets you free. Oh, she's a Is there a song that goes with it? At the credits? 
Oh, I, I missed that. You'll one. have to add it in. Okay. It's, the credits it's are good really one. good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So this. Um, so I guess, and so Sadie, one of the reasons that we asked you on too is because you've been a Miyazaki fan probably about the same t- uh, for a long time. Like I remember talking with mm-hmm. you about it many years ago. I think it was when Spirited mm-hmm. Away came out. But had you seen that was kind of my intro to like Ghibli films. Had you seen Ghibli before that or was that your introduction too? No, I actually had watched um, Kiki's Delivery Service with my sisters. Oh. Um, yeah. Cool. See. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> then um, I think also there's like an odd one with a pig, like a flying pig yeah. or a pig yeah. that flies a plane. Yeah, and we hate it. (laughs) (laughs) It's very different. It doesn't really fit in the whole Miyazaki, like, movie feel. Yeah, it's not very fanciful. Yeah. It's odd. Yeah, so we didn't like that. And then we watched um, The Cat Returns. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that was with my sisters. We, yeah, we we have not, um, we never reviewed The Cat Returns, but it's kind of a... It's in the same unit. It's it's a. I'm surprised. We kind of should have because we loved Whisper of the Heart so yeah, much. So but good. it's based on the characters in Whisper of the Heart, okay. but the cat characters. <gasps> yeah, I love this. the Baron. Yeah. yeah. So you should watch it, Roz. Is Even it though, written by him? It. It's written by him, not directed not by directed. him. Okay. Yeah. okay. The kids really like that one too. <clears throat> um, okay, and so then, so this was like the third one, the third Miyazaki film. So then, mm-hmm. Howl's Moving Castle came out. And then, um, and then this was like you mean released in America yeah, was the third this one. This got this was like the third one that I think got a big like release push. Yeah, from I remember Disney. it was like um, yeah. Japan's Little Mermaid. Yeah, you know, kind of. <laughs> yeah, movie. and I actually it, so Andy was born in two thousand five, so this was the first one I got to take him to the theater and oh. see this movie. Very cool. So he was like, did four he like it at that age? He did. Yeah. And I think this is his most childlike movie. It, it is. I mean, his hero is so young in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess we can just kind of get into it then. So this, um, I think, you know, so this this film opens. It's not. It, it reminds me probably of any of his films. I would say it reminds me most of Totoro. I guess mm-hmm. in that, mm-hmm. you know, it has. That's another film with very young characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one has it's pretty light compared to like his other efforts um you know compared to like when you go through the plot of Howl's Moving Castle yeah there's just so much plot to that yeah. and there's so many different characters like this yeah. one's like a, a way more simple story to yeah. me yeah. um so uh, Rosal maybe you could kind of how does this film open up so it opens up it's um it's, it's another really beautiful opening. You come down below the ocean and there's a wizard standing in a bubble yeah. um, surrounded by these jellyfish and he's dropping like a potion into the ocean, it looks like to me. Potion in the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> potion in the ocean. <laughs> and um, so you see him doing that and out of the side of his ship, um, a little fish is trying to escape. Um, but she's not really a fish. So she's she has like the body of a fish. She kind of looks like a penguin with with no feet and a human head. Yeah, she has kind of like a human head, but she's almost like wearing a little dress. Yeah, that's like, like a cute yeah. little dress. Yeah. 
She's yeah. very cute. Yeah. So she's trying to escape, it looks like, from um, this wizard in the ocean. You don't really know if he's bad or mm-hmm. what's going on. But he's oddly dressed. He, he is. is. Very oddly <laughs> dressed and weird looking. Yeah. Uh, interesting choice to have Liam Neeson play him. I, I yeah, didn't voice him. super love it, only because it was like the second he spoke, I'm like, that's Liam Neeson. Yeah. You know? It was an interesting casting choice. I didn't, it's not like I hated it. I didn't think it was like ruined it, but I don't know if I, if it was my favorite. It was an interesting choice for that character, I think, because he kind of comes across a little bit as like a little bit villainous, a little bit bumbling, Mm a little bit eccentric. I'm trying to think of, and Liam Neeson is such a, you know, I'm Liam Neeson. Yeah. More like, like, yeah. The action star Liam Neeson a little bit. Specific. And then you're kind of wondering why that sophisticated voice is coming out of like a circus-y sort of dressed individual. Right. Like it's good that he wasn't like, hey! Where are you going? You know, but... but I, a little I, too serious, maybe. A little too serious of a voice. I don't know. I mean, who would you have had? I'm would so have been bad a better at choice. I'm so like bad. maybe like I'm thinking like like a David Bowie when he's doing Jerris. Mm-hmm. Like it's still whimsical. Um, I think ooh. that would be perfect. Only because yeah. they're, they're kind of like a like a labyrinth David Bowie. Yeah, labyrinth yeah. David Bowie. Oh wow, that would have been really cool. That would be really cool. Yeah, I can picture that. Yeah. In the live action. Plus the hair. Yeah. <laughs> they, yeah, they kind of like have the similar look going too. Um, yeah. Something um, more whimsical sounding. Yeah. So, I mean, not a huge, not a huge negative, but. Yeah. But he is very interestingly dressed. Yeah. And yeah. And the first thing I start, you start to really notice too with this film is this looks very different from his, like, I felt like. All his films up to this point had a very kind of natural progression, you know, um, like they get more detailed. Um, Howl's Moving Castle has some, you know, it's very rich colors. Mm -hmm. But if you compared it, say, to Princess Mononoke, it's not that different, you know, as far as they're not using really different techniques. This one feels really different in the, like, Mm -hmm. it's super hand-drawn and very whimsical feeling, Mm -hmm. which I liked. I think that was, yeah. It's so yeah. So amazing. Comparing it, I was just browsing browsing through what was coming out in 2008 animation-wise over here. And to see how refreshing it is, mm-hmm. I hate to do this so early on to <laughs> say Disney, but to have the refreshing, like, hand-drawn, simple yep. animation that is so beautiful to watch, even though it's hand-drawn, you know. Um, I love that that was the choice they made there. Yeah. So. Yeah, I read an interview with him because this was at like came out at a time when like everything was going computer animated, mm-hmm. you know. Because it was um, around 2009. I mean, 2009. what else was coming out in 2009? I looked it up. I think it's like um, maybe Tangled came out around the same oh, time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, but computer like animation had like eclipsed uh, had eclipsed hand drawn a long time. A hundred percent. Yeah, at that point. But his, he had an expression that he was saying, he said that, you know, if there's like, you know, there's many ships in the sea of animation and we can be the, the raft that still, you know, manages mm-hmm. to like sail. Mm-hmm. Um, Aww. You know, yeah. I, li- I like that expression. I thought that was a good. I like that. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but it's, it's, I, the, the other thing I like that is it's just so clearly hand drawn, you know, it's very loose for, for an animation style, you know, mm-hmm. and I, it's, 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 I think that's kind of my favorite part about this one as far as where it stands out to me is that it's also very bright too. 
Right, like comparing yeah. comparing the palette to the previous films, it's kind of a bright. simple palette, almost a like way. a coloring book. Or yeah, something. it's it's very. I actually think the um, the soundtrack too was really impressive because you can when you're underwater, it sounds like you're underwater. Mm. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of great sound effects as well. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's I just what wanted I mean. to turn up the volume and listen to him like put her in and out of that bucket. Yeah. Oh. Actually, that's a really good point. The sound design in this film is awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and I read that uh, Ponyo is an onomatopoeia for the sound Mm -hmm. of something wet. So Mm. he must have been paying, like, he thought the sound it would make to touch something soft and wet would be Ponyo. Ponyo. Like, remember when um, Sosuke is taking her in and out of that jar and it sounds sort of like rubber? Yeah. Like a balloon? Yeah, trying to get her out. Mm -hmm. Um, So... I think he probably was paying special attention to the sound yeah. design, like in that he named her that. You yeah. Know? So kind of the way this begins is this. Uh, so Ponyo, we're introduced. She's this little mysterious creature. She's not a fish, but she has kind of a human face. Human fish. She's fishy. Yeah. She's fish-esque. Yeah. Um, not a mermaid. Definitely not like a mermaid. Mm-mm. She's like, a, yeah. <laughs> no shells. Yeah. Exactly. This is not Ariel. Um, but she escapes from her father, which well, we don't know is her father. At this we don't point. know it's her father yeah. yet. Um, and she escapes and goes to the surface. Kind of, you don't know why. Yeah. And I, I don't think you never really explain why. She just wants to. Yeah, she just wants to yeah. get out. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she uh, ends up getting kind of tangled up in this net up there and stuck in this this. Um, a bottle? It's like a little glass jar. A little glass and jar. I liked this part because I thought she was way bigger than she was, mm-hmm. but to me it almost looked like a baby food jar that mm. she was like it was that small yeah. of a jar that she gets wedged in and she can't get out. Yeah. Yeah. And she's um, washed ashore and rescued by a boy who's five years old mm-hmm. named Sasuke. Sasuke. And Sadie, what did you think of uh, what did you think of Sasuke? Well, it's interesting because when we first meet him, um, he seems small. Like, Mm -hmm. he seems like a a little boy. Um, But he is, like, super mature, in my opinion. Okay, thank you so much for saying that, Sadie. Because I, Calvin, my, you know, Calvin, my son, is five right now. Mm -hmm. And I just felt like a failure because I was like, my (laughs) five-year-old is nothing like this. Like, like... My, I felt like he was a, as mature as about a ten year old, maybe yeah, nine. he's eight very or nine, mature. eight to ten is what I would think. But his size is like a five year old. Yeah, yeah. I think I, that's one of the things I really liked about and um, you know Miyazaki's always really good at this, but he he really animated how mm-hmm. a five-year-old moves yeah. and, and like he, the trouble they have doing things yeah exactly mm-hmm. like he felt like immediately like identifiable i was like he's not quite charlie's age i was thinking that the whole time mm-hmm. he's like he's definitely like calvin's mm-hmm. age he kind of looks like calvin he really does cute. a little bit yeah um which we'll get into this later obviously but like that's uh, it's interesting that he's so mature because i feel like nobody was watching him like the entire time <laughs> no i kind of think his mom is a bad mom, mom she is a, a bad frazzle <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, she, they live by in their house where, where Sasuke lives. He lives in this really cool yeah. house, kind of on this bluff Once again, overlooking the, the houses city. in Ghibli films. Yeah. I want them yeah. all. Yeah. It's an yeah. amazing house. Yeah. Um, 
and he rescues uh, Ponyo and, and names her Ponyo, and he cuts his thumb while he's rescuing her. He breaks the glass jar she's in. He breaks in. the glass jar she's in. He cuts his thumb, and she gets a little bit of, she drinks a little bit of his human blood. Mm-hmm. She, yeah. like, wakes up and licks it off of him really yeah. cute. Yeah, it's actually cute. Um, <laughs> Which, when, when we saw this in the theater, Andy goes, what the? <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of what the moments. That's a really cute reaction. Um, and uh, all, all this time, her father, um, what is his name? He's uh, Fujimoto. Fujimoto, or... yeah. Yeah. Yeah, who is like this aquatic wizard, basically. Yeah, he used to be human, he says. So uh, he seems to have forsaken his human ways to live in the ocean. But he needs like an air bubble when yeah. he's under the water. So he's always like popping in and out of the ocean with like an air bubble. Mm-hmm. And, um, mm-hmm. and the little hand pump shower. Yes, I yeah. love that. That That's was a so touch, yeah. <laughs> He's such a weirdo. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so... Uh, so Sasuke and Ponyo are, you know, he's she's this little pet of his, mm-hmm. kind of. And have, like, an instant little connection. They do, yeah. And um, so he brings her... His mom is uh, his. I, I kind of thought he was a sing. She was a single parent. Yeah, I did too. But it later comes out that she, his dad is just a sailor who's mm-hmm. who's away. Um, so he has to go to work with his mom. But real quick, we we didn't finish that. His house is on top of this yeah. cliff that is like right up against the ocean, basically, which is yeah. or above the ocean. Right I should above say, the ocean. right above yeah. the ocean. So that's yeah. how he finds Ponyo. Exactly. <clears throat> um, so he goes to work. Um, he his mom works right next to his school, so he goes to school bringing Ponyo. Mm-hmm. Wait, precariously though, because yeah. she's a crazy driver. <laughs> I know. Why is that? Yeah, why I don't do you know. She's such a crazy and, driver, it's and she's very voiced emphasized. by Tina Fey too. So yes. that we need oh, to say that. Is? That was bugging me the whole time. I was like, "Who is she?" And I finally, I looked it up afterwards, and it was very satisfying. Yeah, yes. she is insane. She's a crazy she's insane. driver. It's so yeah. scary because they always are like on Highway One, like along the California coast, only yeah. worse because they're going uphill and yeah. downhill. It's like. San Francisco, but you're oh, it's awful. Yeah, it's it's very emphasized that, right, and I, I, it seems like, you know, she's like a good person, but right. she's like she's also so scary. She is, but she's also a little bit like immature. Mm-hmm. Yes, very. Because <laughs> um, yeah, it definitely emphasizes at numerous points, like she's driving too fast, <laughs> <laughs> way too fast, They're like yeah. not paying attention. Yeah, yeah, that was awful. Um, but yeah, so they they make it to her work, and she she like rushes him off to school. Yeah, um, and uh, she works in a rest home. Yeah, um, with these you know these old ladies and stuff. And um, what happens at school? He brings Ponyo to school. He brings Ponyo to school, and he's really cute because this part he feels super five years old, like mm-hmm. trying to carry that this scene. Back that and scene forth. really was like yeah. I, that was nailed it as far as like the age. Yes. Even the way he was trying to hide her yeah. felt very like what how a five year old. Yeah, behaves. he like puts a leaf over the top to try to protect yeah. her from things, and yeah. and it is kind of. Yeah, you just were kind of, I was kind of worried about Ponyo. I was like, oh my gosh, something bad yeah. is going to happen. Like this kid, like I'm I'm the mom that hates when like my kids pick up a lizard or a frog. I'm just like, yes. put, it, put it down, put it down. Like you're going to hurt it. <laughs> like I don't not that I don't want them holding frogs, but I'm always terrified they're going to kill it. Like that's just Oh, I hate it. So I'm always that part had like me scared a little bit for yeah. Ponyo because I'm like I could see this like your kid catches a fish and then it dies and like yeah. so. Anyways, um, he ends up uh, thinking Ponyo needs more water, right? Well, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, everyone assumes Ponyo is a goldfish too. Yeah, and they're like, "What a pretty goldfish!" Which is weird. She looks nothing mm-hmm. like a goldfish. He shows her to like his mm-hmm. old ladies at the rest home who he has yeah. like a little friendship with, and yeah. it. I think. Um, Say, did you remember what happens? Why he brings her down to the ocean? Well, yeah, the one scary old lady, he shows oh, it to yeah, her, yeah. and then she says, um, "Ew, it has a face on it." <laughs> And then she tells him, you know, fish with faces on it create tsunamis and she freaks out. And then she tells Ponyo, you better go put that back in the ocean. Yeah. Yeah. So there's like two sweet old ladies and then one really crabby old lady. But um, so he brings her down to the ocean. Um, and through this whole time, her father is trying to get to her. It's kind of like in Little Mermaid when Flounder's swimming along, like looking at Ariel, you know, mm-hmm. like he's following them um, in the ocean, trying to get to her, to Ponyo to get her back. Um, and he has like these little waves at his disposal mm-hmm. that are super cool. They have eyes and they try to like grab at Ponyo. Oh, and she keeps, yeah, I was oh, like, yeah, yeah that spooky noise. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so at this point, he, um, yeah, something happens where she runs out of water. Well, yeah, well, the, the, the old lady, you missed it. Yeah. You were playing with the computer. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was doing the old stuff. lady tells him that it's going to cause a tsunami. She's her, because yeah. she has a face. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, but then they, she ends up, he ends up taking her down to the ocean again, mm-hmm. right? Um, he's he's trying to get away from everyone. I feel mm-hmm. like because the kids Kinda were like hide out. The kids were giving him a hard time, yeah, mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, and again, it's one of those things like, why is no one watching him? Yeah. Really? he's not yes, in school. Exactly. Yeah, your five year old by the ocean, like, yeah, yeah. It's like one of my. I mean, by the years. And by the time the mom like realizes that he's down there, he's like drowning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So the waves come up, the little magical waves but come up. But first she says his name. Like, so she's, oh, she speaks yeah. for the first time. Yeah. So- She says, Ponyo loves Sasuke, right? So cute. Yeah, she has a very cute voice. Ponyo uh, loves Sasuke. Yeah, she's very excited about this. Yeah, she's so very enthusiastic. He's kind of realizing, yeah, so the the goldfish speaks. Mm-hmm. But as soon as she does, these waves come up, which are her father's, mm-hmm. um, Fujimoto's, and they, they pull her back out to sea. Um, almost drowning Sasuke. Mm-hmm. Or Sasuke mm-hmm. tries to chase after her. But yeah, she runs into the ocean yeah. trying to grab her. Yeah, so she's back with her father. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, Sasuke is very sad. It's very sad. Yeah. It's really cute. Yeah, he's very sad mm-hmm. by, about this. Because he had promised to protect her. Like, mm-hmm. that was kind of his little um, speech because he has this goldfish and all his little friends at school and he's worried about her and he promises to protect her and yep. then he loses her. Yeah. So it's really sad. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and then, so they go home mm-hmm. at, that night um, and his dad is supposed to be coming home. Mm-hmm. But uh, he calls and can't make it. He has to take another <laughs> shift, basically, on this ship. Which which the mom completely overreacts yeah. to. <laughs> she abandons dinner and <laughs> pops open a beer and flops on the bed. <laughs> this, is, this is actually one of those things that's funny because I, I really liked... 
I liked how much the mom was a character. Yeah. You know, and she's not really central to the story other than, but like, she just felt very real. Right. You know, they, they, very, gave, they developed her in the they, time they had. Yeah. They just develop her in a way that like, I feel like King Triton never got this kind of development. <laughs> never knew what was going on with King Triton. You know, he, no. uh, you know, he, you never or, uh, had a, Eric's family. Eric didn't have a family. He had that guy. Grimsby? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they were related. That's what I'm saying. Like, he had nobody. You're my family, Grimsby. <laughs> um, yeah, I, yeah, and it's, it's, I just liked that. That I was like, oh, I, I like, mm-hmm. it's, she's very, yeah, yeah, she's freaking out. Yeah. Um, and Which I kind of felt for because people do that a lot where, like, like he's I supposed just, to be home at dinner time yeah. and he's like, I'm going to be home at eight. It's like, I'm so mean on the phone. I'm just like, okay. I don't, I don't. abandon dinner, but I'm very cold. <laughs> You're not chilly about it. No, I'm very, very uh, chilly about it. Um, and uh, I liked that scene a lot yeah. when they're so his his dad ends up um, going by on the boat. They live on the edge of this harbor. Yeah. And so he can see his dad go by and they're signaling each other of, with uh, like Morse code. Once again, five year old. Could a five year old really do that? I don't know. Yeah. That's Calvin a good point. could not <laughs> say that. But yeah. this kid. Yeah. yeah. He's got it together. He does. Because yeah. his mom's such a flake. <laughs> yeah. He has to. He's I, the man of the house. Yeah. Maybe it is. Maybe. And this was why I kind of felt like I'm a failure because, like, maybe in other cultures, kids just do more and more is expected of them and they do do stuff like that like you know I don't know know how to do anything my kids are such losers (laughs) (laughs) I mean like Calvin can't even help me with anything like and I know part of it that's why I feel like I'm a failure I'm like gosh like why can't he do anything is it Mm -hmm. cultural like that we just like really shelter our kids and Maybe in Japan, kids are doing stuff maybe, like this. Maybe in Japan, kids know Morse code. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. By five. <laughs> By five. <laughs> um, anyway, so um, back when they're underwater, um, so uh, Ponyo and uh, Fujimoto. Yeah. Um, they're back in his, like, castle. They're back in his, like, underwater castle thing. Yeah. And they're kind of having a fight. That's enough. Yeah. You get the sense that um, Ponya is very powerful. Yeah. Like she has a lot she's of magic. Magical. She's magical. But they, they don't really, she doesn't really know her powers. She's like a child with magical powers. Exactly. She doesn't understand them. And so we he, should say too, like maybe did he create her because there's all those other little right. weird like Ponyos Ponya. too. Yeah. Well, he calls her, it's like he's her dad. So it's, I think and she's half human, half like ocean goddess. Yeah. Isn't her name uh, Brunhilda? I know. I love that part. It made me laugh so hard for some reason that he's like, behave, Brunhilda. I was like, what? What's her name? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, But he's trying to change her back into her fish form because she... 
Well, she comes up. She's he says, like, did you eat their food? Yeah. What did you do? And she's she, like, Anya loves Sasuke. Yeah, yeah, she ate she ate their food. She also drank his blood. And yeah. so she's saying all this stuff. And he's trying to tell her you can't be magic and fish at the same time. And she's saying, Anya loves Sasuke. Yeah. <laughs> Which she, is kind of like a little mermaid connection, don't yes, you think? Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah, well, because he thinks humans are slime balls, yes, just yes. like King Triton. Yes. Yeah. And his goal is to find balance with the ocean again because uh-huh. you you find out that he has like this magic room and the point of this magic room. I did not get potions. the point of the magic room, so you you have to explain that. Okay, to me. he wants to bring the ocean back to like its prehistoric time with okay. all of the like um, species that it once had and oh. find he doesn't want and he he does I think. Sadie, you probably remember, he wants to get rid of humans altogether with and make the earth like at peace again, right? Gosh, Rosalind, like, I seriously, like, don't remember <laughs> that at all. I kind of missed that. Too. He said, yeah. I, I, he said something. That part was very unclear to me. He wants the earth to be like at, um, uh, what's the word? In balance. Mm-hmm. In balance again. And I think part of his plan is getting rid of humans. Yeah. Um, and this potion room he has is when it's done, he's going to have this explosion of like oh. spe- the old species coming okay, back that makes again. That actually kind of makes sense. Because yeah. there was a lot I wasn't sure what was going on yeah. there. Yeah. And it's ringing whole- a bell too with like the wife later. We yeah. find out there's like a mother. Yeah. yeah. And that kind of comes into play. Yeah. This, uh, yeah, this, um, yeah, there's his whole backstory would be, you know, interesting. It's very like because I, I think that the, all those little ponyos <laughs> are his children that he had with like this god of this ocean goddess somehow. OK, don't know how that happened. Yeah, but it did. Don't want to know. <laughs> don't want to know. <laughs> um, so that's why I think she has the she has a lot of magic because she's like half. OK, ocean goddess. Making sense. Making but sense. then she's with also like corporal, like yeah. a human. So she starts turning into a human sort of she looks yeah. like a little frog where she like sprouts these like chicken or something like a little chicken yeah, yeah so she, chicken legs yeah she she's like trying to turn into a human mm-hmm. but she's not quite there yet yeah, it's really cute um and so he's trying to stop her um and um they have like this little kind of confrontation mm-hmm. um he ends up changing her back into her original form mm-hmm. and then he leaves to go talk to the mother he's like i need i need your mother's her. help in this i'm yeah. told he's like in over his head basically yeah. she escapes yeah and um when he's gone as soon as he leaves she basically escapes letting out all his potions right. as well she lets his potions out into the ocean and he says when he goes in his potion room it's like the greatest foreshadowing <laughs> yeah. he's like if even one living creature touched this potion yeah. like the balance would be catastrophic yeah. and then she accidentally lets like, like immediately all the stuff in the <laughs> yeah. room which looks like a toxic explosion yeah. yeah it looks like some sort of like nuclear waste problem yeah <clears throat> um, and in doing that, she she um, escapes to go find Sasuke, and um, and is transformed into a girl at mm-hmm. this point. So she's like a little girl, yeah, of like, like a real five. little girl, yeah. Um, and at the sa- so when this happens though, which is a really visually incredible scene, yeah, yeah. 
I, I that's I, the, my favorite parts about this movie are the visuals of like her running around on the ocean. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. super cute. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Yeah, where she's like in the middle of these tsunamis, and it's so like, like a child. She's yeah, just like doing oblivious. her thing, yeah. like doesn't know that she's causing a giant tsunami. Yeah, and, like people are in great danger, but she's just like looking for Sosuke. Yeah. So what happens is, I think with her at this point, she's making everything out of balance. Yeah. So it's like causing these really violent storms. The ocean is going crazy. Yeah. Um, it's like the moon is now getting too close to the earth. Yeah. So the, the tide is rising yeah. super high because um, it's drawing in the, the tide way higher than it normally Which is. Which is really cool visually too. Yeah. And so there's this like kind of hurricane happening. And again, one of those things where like... The teacher at this point, so Sasuke's at school and the hurricane's starting, <laughs> and the teacher like lets Sasuke walk over yeah. to his mom's work. Yeah, and I was just like, "What the heck is wrong like with a, that?" It's like a full-on hurricane. Yeah, like <laughs> what the heck? You're a bad teacher too. Cultural, maybe <laughs> it is cultural. In for yourself, Sasuke. Um, but so the mom ends up having to race the storm home once again. Terrible mom moment. Yeah. Yeah, which I just heard your car can float away in two feet of water. So yeah. if there is a flood, like, don't think, oh, I can make it through this puddle. Like, yeah. if some if your road is flooded, and she totally does that. Yeah, there's the, there's two guys who are like literally like, no, don't do it, <laughs> don't do it, and she's like, no, nope, I'm going for it. She really wants. And to that get part home. was really scary. Yeah. yeah. Too when the waves were like getting really close to the road. Yeah. 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 And she doesn't seem scared at all. She's yeah. like, this wave won't let up. Yeah. And so while they're driving home, um, Ponyo is racing along beside them, yes. like trying to get to their car. She wants to get to Sasuke, she but she's Sasuke. causing this massive like yeah. tsunami, yeah. basically. Um, and uh, so she stops, gets out of the car. Sasuke almost gets washed into the ocean. Literally, he flies off the cliff. Yeah. And, and his mom catches him. him. Yeah. And the mom's not even upset. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but they get home, and um, but at the at the uh, they get home to meet. Basically, Ponyum finds them at home, mm-hmm. and um, Sasuke pretty quickly puts together that this is the this is my goldfish. Mm-hmm. This is Ponyum. Which is, Which really, is cute that he yeah. figured it out. Yeah. Right. And she's like super into Sasuke. Yeah. Like it's so cute how she like grabs onto him. Yeah. Like how she like tackles yeah, him. Yeah. She gives him those hugs like she's yeah. all over him. It's yeah. really cute. Yeah. Um, and so they're kind of stranded on this, you know, on the on their cliff house. Mm-hmm. The house is in good shape. They're like safe in the house. Mm-hmm. But the mom kind of goes like, okay, this is a really bad storm. I need to go back to the rest home to help with the old ladies. Because she has them all set up. They have like a generator and a yeah. radio and like food yeah. and a stove. So they're totally set. And she's Which worried. Is- 
That's my favorite scene, I think, oh, of yeah. almost the whole movie is when she makes them that yummy soup. Don't you want that yeah, soup so bad? Yeah, call. I want that soup so bad. Well, it's like pho, isn't it? Kind of. It, it reminds me of ramen that you get it like yeah. with the ham and the egg and everything. Yeah, like the soft boiled egg. Yeah, it'll yeah. Be yeah. really good. Yeah, that scene was great. That was actually a really. I, that I whole scene that. is cozy. Yeah. And just, yeah, how the, uh, I do love that about Miyazaki's films, how he'll, Mm -hmm. it doesn't always look good. Sometimes it's disgusting, the food. A lot of times it looks (laughs) good, though. Yeah, but I just like the attention he pays to it. Even he got, he even got, like, the little film, like, greasy film that, Uh like, floats to the top of, like, a ramen ramen. soup. Mm -hmm. And I was like, how do you draw that? How do you be like, (laughs) we need that detail in there? Like, were I to draw ramen noodles, I was like, I wouldn't even know how to approach that. Well, they eat ramen noodles a lot more than we do. It's true. So it's like their burger and fries or something. The level of artistry there was very impressive yeah. to me. Yeah. yeah I love the way people eat in his films because mm-hmm. I don't think there's a movie that they don't eat actually. Yeah. And the way the food like it's like very visceral like it's not yeah. sterile but yeah. it's also like the food disappears in a really cool way. Mm. I love when they eat. Yeah. 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 I think every film has every eating single, moments. Every yeah. single yeah. Some of them it is gross though. It gets uh, so, like, Howl's Moving Castle wasn't gross, I felt like. Spirited Away was gross. Yeah, like the pigs. Spirited the pigs. Away was gross. And they were eating those big fat dumplings. Yeah, yeah. that was gross. Yeah. That was you gross. You can do it gross, for sure. Yeah. But, like, in the uh, Nausicaa Valley of the Wind, when they eat, like, from his little bag. Mm. Like, I remember all these scenes because yeah. I just love it. He has, like, a little, like, bag that he has, like, an egg and bread, yeah. I think. Oh, and they yeah. eat it together. And it's just like, oh, I want to... Yeah eat that. It's so bad. You know, it always, it's funny because I'm reading The Kids Wind in the Willows right now. Uh And I love reading when he describes the food Mm -hmm. they eat. Um, And uh, it reminds me of that. I wish more, Mm -hmm. even though I'm sure the food is gross because they always be like talking about like pickled tongue and stuff. (laughs) And like, that sounds disgusting. But the way you describe it. is like that. Yeah, exactly. Maybe it's, maybe it's an English thing to like describe all the food you're eating. I don't know. But I just, I feel like that's Sadie, as you write your book, yeah. you need to put some good food scenes in there. Okay. Yeah, it's like a human thing. It's yeah. like we want to know what people are eating yeah. and what it looks like and what it tastes like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. sometimes you just really need to eat, too. Like, you know, sometimes I'm reading at some historical novels that I'm not super proud of that I love, but they eat a lot of like, um, like cheese and um, ale. Small Ooh, ale. Now I'm curious about these <laughs> historical novels you shouldn't be reading. Yeah. Um, they're Philippa Gregory. I'm reading like. Oh, the I whole, love those. I do beats too. my fluttering heart. Oh, or something it's like not that. too much that. of that. There yeah. is some of that, some, but not not dorky. But oh. it's there a little bit. Is she like the virgin? She's queen the other Boleyn girl. Yes. And yeah, the other Boleyn girl. Queen and I'm, the I'm reading queen. the Boleyn inheritance right now. Okay. So um, some good food scenes in there. Well, they do. They like they'll have like a really hard night where Anne Boleyn like you know miscarries or something, <laughs> and they'll bring her like small ale and like bread and cheese, and yeah. I'm like, that's what I need after a hard night. <laughs> like, <laughs> bring me my small ale. But I'm picturing like, like this crusty <laughs> bread with like cheese, and then in the one I'm reading now, King Henry is like super fat. So they're always talking about like the delicate food he's like the delicacies he's eating. That's what happened. The feast. Yeah, Too much exactly. small ale. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so they have this moment. And then the mom, um, 
basically decides takes off. Well, I better leave you kids. <laughs> <laughs> um, she decides that she needs to go back and help the women at the nursing home. Yeah. But leaves Ponyo and Sasuke alone. Just like the worst idea ever. I and just, the ocean's like at the back door. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Like it's, it's it is. wash their house away. Yeah. yeah. I'm just like landslide. Yeah. Like, <laughs> anything could happen. <laughs> it isn't interesting because like Sasuke's like, let me go with you. Right. I'll go with you. Yeah. And she's like, no. You stay here. You stay here. But I think she thinks in her mind, like, obviously Sasuke's very mature. Yeah. Like, and much more capable than our five-year-olds of the day. And she thinks he's safe and can, like, handle what would need to be going on yeah. here. With a strange girl that washed up from the ocean. It seems a little <laughs> um, unpredictable. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> she's got a lot of energy. She does have a lot of energy. <laughs> um, and... So she leaves. I I do feel like it, it there's fits a, with the narrative. It fits with her. It's with her personality, as has been demonstrated up to this point, as uh-huh. someone who's pretty reckless. Yes, and yeah. I think also like there's this element of safety because he's a kid. Yeah. I I feel like he has like this bubble of protection protection around him. Like yeah. I was never really worried about him. Yeah. In a way, because he's five, mm-hmm. and it, the movie feels really safe. It yeah. never feels like they're in actual real danger. Yeah, like this isn't a scary movie. It's not. It never feels like you're worried. Exactly. Yeah. So it's it just fits with the fantasy of yeah. the story. And he has such sound judgment. Exactly. Yeah. I trust him. <laughs> I <Yeah>. trust Sosuke. <laughs> <laughs> so they, you know, they. she leaves them, and they wake up the next morning. And the ocean has literally come up. It's like the the tsunami's over. It's mm-hmm. calmed down. But the ocean has literally come up to their front door. Mm-hmm. And it's full of all these, like, prehistoric, uh, like, creatures. Like those things they have fossils of that yeah. are supposed to be the first animal. Or yeah, these are like the, the things. Vertebrae. Yeah, these are the things that you only see, like, in, in fossils. fossils. And they're all in the ocean, swimming around the house. And they're, like, now. naming them. Yeah. <laughs> The kids um, know what they are somehow. So, so they, they're Sasuke basically is like, well, we need to go find my mom, you know, because she's there's no way she's getting back because there's no road anymore, you know. Um, and um, Ponyo through her magic mm-hmm. turns his little toy boat into a real boat, a real boat, which is a fun scene too. Which is that like a real toy that they have in Japan where you can have like a burning candle with a metal boat? That'd be cool. It, it, it must be because I've never seen it, but it makes sense. Like it makes sense that that a boat could work like that. Yeah. Like there's some heat involved that makes it yeah. go and. Yeah, it was a it cool, just, cool thing. I thought it sounds like something American children would never experience because it would be like a total hazard. Way too much of a risk for sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but it was neat. Mm-hmm. It was. I liked the way that the the function of that. Mm-hmm. Um. And so, yeah, they uh, they end up just kind of... Is there anything else going on at this point? Well, we have the subplot of... Um, which I don't think is happening yet, but Fujimoto um, trying to get to Ponyo. Uh-huh. And... Oh, um, yeah. And he goes to the submarine. Or whatever. The... the magical lady. Yeah. Yes. So, he, you mean the, his, his uh, baby mama kind of a thing? Yes, yeah, that lady. Yeah. yeah. So they talk. Um, well, she shows up. So there's that's actually an interesting scene. Yeah. Where, yeah, they she shows up. She's massive. Like she's, Giant. 
She's this giant woman who swims around into the ocean. She's like a god. She's like a, yeah, a sea goddess yeah. or something like that. Um, and uh, so... Well, she's the, the 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 father is at sea right now, and they're worried about him, obviously. Yeah. But because of the way the moon is so close, Sasuke's it's like father. all these yeah. um, these boats are stranded, and he sees her go yeah. by and basically save all the boats from this this crazy ocean. Oh, did she? Yeah, she saves yeah. them. She writes them and gets them like straightened oh. out, and he says it's the goddess of mercy. Oh, so. I don't. That's Sounds like one a heavy metal names. band. <laughs> yeah, that's one of her names. So she's like a good goddess. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but I think I I liked. Um, yeah. So they talk at some point and decide like what they need to do about Ponyo because yeah. he tells her, um, which is funny because he's all like, I haven't seen her in so long, yeah, and he's like all he's all nervous yeah. about it. But they come to the decision that she. She could stay human because she wants to be human. Like, kind of the King Triton compromise exactly. there. <laughs> but there's no evil witch involved that yeah. she could stay human if if Sosuke passes a test of love for yeah, her. Something like that. Um, and, and she's really pretty too, don't you think? The yeah. sea goddess. She's yeah. not scary. No, not scary at all. Yeah, she's pretty. She's definitely a goddess. Yeah. Um, and so at this point... Um, Oh, man, I'm drawing a blank on what happens next. With uh, Sosuke and Ponyo? Yeah. Well, they're in this really cute little boat, and they're, like, scooting around trying to find his mom. Yeah, and the interesting thing, yeah, that's right, and the whole, like, their whole town is completely flooded. Completely. It's just, like, treetops. But it's super clear, so you can, like, they're floating on top of it, but you can see down there's, like, these prehistoric whales yeah. going through, like, the streets. And they're the following streets. the road. They're following yeah. the road to try to get to his mom. And I love this part because... I love that this had a lot of ocean element because uh-huh. I feel like a lot of his movies, the way they fly, it feels like you're underwater. Hmm. Like, oh, I, huh. you know, because there's so little risk. It's always so safe feeling. You feel like if someone fell, it wouldn't be that big of a deal. Yeah. Like the flying is really, it feels like you're underwater instead mm-hmm. of in the air. Um, and... It was cool to see his underwater stuff, like, uh, because the whole town is underwater and there's boats that were on the shore, apparently, but are now completely submerged. That was a really neat image. Um, Oh, it wasn't there like a, there's like a family or something who is sick? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, like and, then, and then, and then, doesn't Ponyo heal the baby? Heal the baby? Yeah, it's really sweet. I love this the part. Baby. Yeah, <laughs> the baby is disgusting. It looks like the baby is spirited away. Like I'm like, he doesn't know how to do cute babies. I guess yeah. maybe he just doesn't. But and this, it has snot coming out of its yeah. nose yeah. and stuff. And it just is giving her a look. But it's a really sweet moment because they come along this family in the boat, yeah. and they have a little baby, and Ponyo gives them food. <laughs> wow, that's good soup. Thanks. My mom made it from scratch. The soup for him! Oh, I'm sorry. He's a little too young. He can only drink milk at this age. But I could eat the soup instead, and it would help me to make milk for him. Yeah, my mom made milk for me, too. Ponyo, what do you say? Is it all right if I eat the soup? That's fine. 
Thank you, sweetheart. And is like loving on them really yeah. profusely. And then she heals the baby. But what I loved about the scene was like Ponyo, you could tell Ponyo is falling in love with this world uh-huh. in a way. Like she has such an affection for humans and everything mm-hmm. human, like the food and the people. Yeah. And she's just like totally buying into yeah. it. You know? I also thought that was an interesting thing about mm-hmm. how they have like this little discussion about breast milk. Or yeah. Whatever. Yeah. It's like that probably would not make it into a Disney oh movie. Oh my gosh, yeah. no. She's like, no, I yeah. got to make milk, uh-huh. you know. And Stephanie's like, my mama made milk, you yeah. know, like, it's a really cute moment. Yeah, because like, Ponyo wants to feed the baby soup, yeah, and she yeah. says the baby can't have it. She's like, but if I drink it, yeah. I can have milk for the baby, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's true. I just thought that was cute, yeah. That's it was cute. something you wouldn't hear in our movies. Um, so then they, uh, so they make it over to um, kind of the shore, and they find the mom's car. Yeah, which is when Sosuke breaks down. Oh, and, and the the thing we hadn't mentioned is Ponyo, like, even when she's a fish, she'll just fall asleep. And yeah. when she falls asleep, she won't be woken up. Like, yeah. I don't know if it's just who she is, but she does this thing where she'll just, like, start falling asleep and cannot stop, yeah. basically. And I so think she, it's, like, because she hasn't become part of that world yet. Hmm. Like she's not used to it or something. Yeah. It's something about the magic. Like it's wearing off or something. And Mm -hmm. she needs to either be a part of the human world or she needs to stay underwater. Interesting. Yeah. Cause it's like, she gets weak almost. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause she can't do magic either. You're right. Yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah. So the boat shrinks back cause her magic's kind of gone. Yeah. They find, they find the mom's car, but the mom's not in it. Mm-hmm. And Sasuke breaks down. Oh, that probably made me kind of sad. It was sad. Yes. It was sad. So you don't leave your kid. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Finally acts like a real fighter. Um, but uh, they end up going to this place that... Well, they're trying to get to the nursing home. They're trying to get to the nursing home. They get to the nursing home. It's underwater. Yeah. Um, but before that, we get to see where his mom is. Yeah. So we know where his mom is. So yeah, it cuts to like under the sea. Mm-hmm. And there's all the nursing home ladies mm-hmm. who are like running around like they're young mm-hmm. again, you know. Um, and they're they're under the sea, but they can all breathe. You know, they, they don't have any problems yeah. with being underwater. They're having a great time. And they're in like a bubble. They're in like this huge bubble. Yeah. Um, and so the wizard has brought them there to be with wit- no, like witnesses of this, like tr- this test. You're right. Cause all their wheelchairs were like above the water. Yeah. So he brought them there. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and uh, that is also where uh, Sasuke's mom is. Yeah. Talking with the other mom. Yeah. Which they didn't really tell what they're talking about. I know. I want to know what they're talking about. Yeah. I that th- was like a private conversation we weren't privy to. It yeah. definitely was. But I think they were having like a woman to woman because because Lisa's going to be like Ponyo's mom, basically. Oh. And she's kind oh, of like yeah. talking like they're just I mean that's a big deal Don't let her stay up at too late at night or something yeah you know just like kind of understanding each other there's a, a real bit. lactose intolerance <laughs> um yeah okay that makes sense actually yeah um and uh the the one um the one person who has not gone underwater is this crotchety old lady who's yeah. been really cranky the whole time yeah. and she's like she's like warning Sasuke like run away 
hey, yeah. you know, get away from here and stuff. Um, but, but Fujimoto comes above and says, yeah. you need to come down here. Yeah. Mom's down here. Come with me. Yeah, which I would not go with Fujimoto. Yeah, Some dude comes was, out of the water. It was a good judgment call. He was trying he, to get ex- away. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't work. They both fall into the water. And um, they're brought down to this. Point. And at this point, Ponyo is asleep. Yeah, Ponyo's like she asleep. can't say this is my dad or yeah. anything. Like she wakes up and spits water at him. Yeah, but she's asleep. Is <coughs> and does she turn back into a she's goldfish? She's a total fish again. She's yeah. a tiny little goldfish. She turns back into a little mm-hmm. goldfish too. Um, and so. What happens at this point? So they bring them down to the bubble because they get captured by the yeah. waves. It wasn't by choice. They bring um, they bring Sosuke oh. and Ponyo down into the bubble, and he sees his mom, and it's all good. And I was expecting like a little bit more of a test because kind of no test. <laughs> they say if Sosuke can pass this test yeah. of love for Ponyo, yeah. then she can stay human. Otherwise, she'll turn into sea foam, which is also Little Mermaid. But. Um, which is interesting too because this is a different kind of like love test like we're used to the little mermaid love test where it's like i just met you and i fell in love with you and then this one is more of like a um a sisterly and brotherly like love i feel like friendship a friendship yeah Yeah, because these guys can't really love in the adult sense yeah Yeah. right yeah it's not like a romantic love no at all but he is taking like responsibility a little bit protecting for her, her. Mm-hmm. and so the mom comes up to Ponyo and says like or not Ponyo Sosuke and says do you do you love Ponyo even when she's like this and mm-hmm. he says I love all the Ponyos which, which is, is so cute adorable because it's totally something like a five-year-old would say too <laughs> yeah I think I do think like this is a Calvin thing like with his little people he loves they're just so sincere about it, you yeah. know, and yeah. it's really sweet. Um, so if she becomes human, she has to give up all her magical powers. Too. Yeah. And it will kind of put this, the world back in balance. Yeah. And they're saying, yeah, and everything will go back to being in balance if she either is human or sea foam. So, yeah. Um, no pressure. So <laughs> <laughs> she's either going to be sea foam or you yeah. have to love her. <laughs> I don't think he knows that. Um, and so she gives, yeah. So, so he's like, basically all he has to say is, okay. Yeah. He's yeah. just like, yeah, I want to, and he says, I know it's a big responsibility, but I, I want to do it. Like yeah. it's a good, it's, he's totally up for it. So they give her, they give him Ponyo in this little bubble Yeah, and she's tiny. Like she fits in his hand. She's like the size of she's like a so little She's so tiny. Fish, yeah. And he, they say, when you go up to the surface, kiss the bubble and she'll be like a real human again. Yeah. So, um, they all have like a big group hug yeah. and it's like a big emotional moment. They go back to the surface. And they go back to the surface. And he doesn't kiss her. She like pops out, <laughs> yeah, leaps out of the bubble and kisses him yeah. and turns into a, a little girl. Yeah. So as a And his fish. face is so cute. Oh, yeah. I think that's the sweetest ending to the movie. It just freezes on that. Yeah. It freezes. She's like up in the air and they're yeah. just like, he's all surprised and she's so happy. Yeah. That's the end. That's the end. That's typical Miyazaki fashion. Mm-hmm. It's like rush to the ending. Right. It's like <laughs> yeah. boom, we're at yeah. the end. This is not the Peter Jackson style ending movies. Yeah. <laughs> but I still cried because it was yeah. still like it was like happy and just the most beautiful. Like the first time I saw it, I thought it was the mm-hmm. most beautiful movie I've ever seen. Yeah. Wow. And okay. it's it is it's that moment because the yeah. dad comes back, everybody's yeah. safe again. Like yeah. it's all old people are like happy, and yeah. then she kisses them, and it's like so sweet. It is. This yeah. is such a sweet moment. 
so I guess well, we've, we've gone through the plot here. So yeah. what did we all uh, think of this this movie? Well, I had a couple thoughts. Um, one, The Little Mermaid is way more endearing as a child because. Ariel, whether it's Hans Christian Andersen oh, or Disney, huh. is super annoying and selfish. Yeah, she's like, a terrible mm. She's a horrible person. Yeah. She doesn't care that she's leaving her family. And, I mean, she has that one, I'll never be with my father yeah. or sisters again. But she doesn't care. Like, she's just so selfish for the, her love of humans and Eric. But as a little kid, it's not annoying because yeah. it's like it's how a little kid. You that's can't how little them, kids yeah. are. She doesn't even realize she's causing this tsunami. She's just doing what she wants to do, and it's way more for- forgivable and endearing in a little kid than it is in a sixteen-year-old mermaid. You know, um, that's so a really good point. I really liked that aspect of it. Um, that was the one thing I was thinking of. I think um, for me, uh, it was just animated differently than all the other ones. It, it felt completely different to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it did, yeah. 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 And it had more flow. Like, I, you know, not to bag on the other movies, but like you said, like Howl's Moving Castle and um, The Castle in the Sky, they're more um, elaborate plots. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Um, where this one just felt so, it just had good flow. It had like a, a solid plot and um, it, it wasn't disjointed. They didn't bring any of the like weirdness in, um, right. although the, the underwater wizard was kind of weird, but. But not creepy I mean, weird. Doesn't the mom call him a freak show? At one? <laughs> yeah, she does. Yeah, I like She's that like, scene. Not that we call people freak shows, but you know. <laughs> don't judge people. I actually but. really dug that scene where she like he comes out and she's immediately like just glaring at him yeah. like what the heck? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I just felt like you know none of the strange cultural differences that we experience with a lot of these yeah. Miyazaki films was present. So it felt more American almost, which isn't why I loved it, but it it just was. It's easier to digest for kids. Yeah. Mm. I do think that, I don't know if this is true, but I know he made Spirited Away for like a 10 year old, you Mm -hmm. know, he was thinking, I want my heroine to be 10. What kind of issues, which, how would she deal with her issues? Um, this movie did feel like it was for a five-year-old. Like, I mm-hmm. can't wait to show it to Calvin because he's going to love it. And and it's it's for a five-year-old. The mm-hmm. plot is really simple. Yeah. Really fun to watch. Um, never too scary. Yeah. And, it, like, how, I mean, Spirit Away gets downright creepy. Like, oh, yeah. I, it's bloody. It's bloody, too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, there is. There's tons of blood. So, I think mm-hmm. um, Spirited that movie, Away creeped out Jane and sh- all the kids yeah. watching it like yeah. it's just it's definitely you have to be like 10 i think 10 yeah. is the minimum yeah. which is appropriate because it's for a 10 year old yeah so it would be like really mind-blowing for a 10 year old mm-hmm. or anybody but also yeah. for a 10 year old um so i think that that was really fun that it was for a five-year-old and that he made it for such a young audience and he made his hero so young i thought that was so fun yeah mm-hmm. yeah i feel like to me like I'm kind of mixed on on Ponyo. I always have been. Like, mm-hmm. like I think visually, it's interesting. There's like for me, visually, it's like amazing. Like I've never seen a cartoon like it. Yeah. Um. You know, there's but at the same time, there's a few like, like it doesn't. There's a it, one of the things I feel like it's lacking a little bit is, and maybe it's just because it's more gentle, but like um, 
a lot of Miyazaki's films will have like really striking images mm. um, that just kind of stick in your head. Like there's just certain scenes like in Spirited Away when they're on that train, mm. you know, and Ooh, yeah. Um, and there's just certain moments that really, really stick in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, this one, maybe just cause it's more of a, such a more gentle film. It's not very extreme, mm-hmm. um, that it, it doesn't like, there's not one that there's not certain images that are really stark and stand out to me, but overall, like taken as a whole, it's like visually like amazing. I really don't think I've seen anything like it. I mean, yeah. just yeah, everything, the ocean, the mm-hmm. underwater, when the whole town is flooded, I mm-hmm. mean, it's gorgeous. And just the choice of the color palettes, even yeah. like it yeah. just has such a friendly mm-hmm. color scheme to it that yeah. it's, I don't know. It's almost like they colored it with colored pencils or something. There is parts, I think in yeah. one shot of the house, it's colored pencils. Yeah. I, I don't know if it is, but it looks like that. Yeah. And then I think, I think the other part to me, why it, it's not been my favorite is because of the characters being so young mm-hmm. that it's hard to, emotionally connect with them. I right. think they're both so young that like even um, Totoro, you kind of connect with the older daughter more because she's like, has a, she has more of a mature kind of outlook on it a little bit. Um, but they're both like so little that for me, it doesn't have that same emotional connection for me, whatever. I don't know. I, I don't know if it sounds like Sadie, you like really like this, you really emotionally connected with the movie. Yeah, I think just because I saw it with Andy and um, it's just kind of a magical movie. Yeah. And it doesn't have any of that darkness that the other ones have, which is why I'd always hesitated to let him see um, any of the other ones because they always go there with the something's always really dark. Something's you know? always extremely like spine tinglingly creepy. Yeah. Right. Right. And so this one was real childlike and it wasn't dangerous and it was just, you know, it was whimsical and magical and I just kind of fell in love with it, Mm -hmm. you know, in that sense. And he does children so well. I mean, all their expressions, Ponyo when she's a child, just her, you know, wide eyed, (laughs) you know, just kind of just throwing herself into everything. Like it just really reminds me of little kids. Yeah. Yeah. I love the way Ponyo moves. And how excited she is about everything. Yeah. Like, and she repeats everything. He'll be like, ship shape, everything's ship shape. And she says it like five times. Like it's so like how kids when they're excited yeah. act. Yeah, I think I, I do. I, I kind of take back a little bit what I said earlier because that image of her like running on the waves is yeah. like so. She's like so happy. Like just her like, expression and like the way she's moving yeah. and like and the sound of her little feet yeah. slapping the waves. It's such a it's cute great. little contrast where you have this little girl in the middle of a tsunami. Yeah, like you know, and she's causing it. She's she causing this tsunami. Yeah, and it's. <laughs> It is a really, yeah, it's it's really cool. Adorable. It's adorable. I love that. Yeah, um, yeah. It is it is interesting when you contrast this. Getting back to Miyazaki, you know, like contrasting this this Little Mermaid story, which is basically beat for beat, pretty much the story of Little Mermaid. Well, yeah, they're both taken yeah. from the fairy tale, and yeah. I think they both just took a different different spin take on, it. on it. Yeah, 
Where? Can I read something really quick? Yeah. Okay, so this is from a guy I like. Um, he's an author, but this is uh, The Worst Disney Princesses. Um, <laughs> what is it called, Glove? A Dad's yeah, Guide to Disney. A Dad's Guide to Disney Princesses from Ariel to Cinderella by Jonathan V. Last. So he kind of ranks the worst to the best. <laughs> nice. Um, and he put Ariel at the bottom. Um, and he said. Wait, so the worst. So she's one of the worst. She's the she's worst. She's the worst. Yeah, she is. In his mind. Sure. Yeah. He says, The Little Mermaid may have been the movie that reinvigorated Disney animation. But as an example for little girls, it's the worst. The real story of the movie is that a man's daughter falls in love with some guy she's never even spoken with, goes through body modification in the hopes that I'll love her back. <laughs> then her moronic crush costs her father his kingdom. <laughs> Imagine your daughter so coming home true. saying, Dad, this biker gang drove through town today and the guy leading it was amazing and I love him. I'm going to get a bunch of piercings and tattoos so I can join that gang. And then I just know he'll love me back. Well, that's what Ariel does. And her father winds up paying for the tats. And the happy ending in all of this is that to marry her biker gang prince, Ariel has Ariel has to live in a whole new world and be separated from her father for the rest of her life which she does without any hesitation at all keep your daughters far far away from this movie <laughs> it's so true and not to mention she's like the most scandalous looking princess besides pocahontas and Jasmine. i mean both of all three of them are like come on yeah for body image it's like you need a wasp like waist <laughs> it's like an ant they're all ants like you have this weird thorax <laughs> it's awful Ariel's awful yeah. Ariel is the worst and yeah. I mean like the ideas she puts in little girls heads like but daddy I love him you know and it's like I mean I I think it affected me. Like, I do, because this movie came out the year I was born. So it was, like, probably one of the first mm -hmm. Disney movies I've seen. Yeah. And, like, I think it gets in your psyche. You're so young and, yeah. like... It's just garbage. It's awful. Well, the soundtrack's amazing. I love the Little Mermaid. Soundtrack. I I still like the Little Mermaid as a film. But I mean, it's as, beautiful. As an example, you're right. It's That's what like, I'm saying. Like as a woman, I can watch it now and I will enjoy it. But like, I don't think I'll let my little girl see it for a while. Yeah, she can watch yeah. Miyazaki all she wants. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I I agree with that. And um, I was or more demure princesses like Sleeping Beauty and yeah. Snow White. Snow White's cute. Yeah. Cinderella. Cinderella made the top of the list. Oh, she did. Yeah. I've only seen she that movie like awesome. once or yeah. twice. To me, um, Rapunzel's my favorite. Here, here. But she's she's kind of a new one on the scene. Yeah. So, she, yeah. Um, oh, what was I going to say about Little Mermaid? <sighs> I think. Well, while you're yeah. getting that thought, I, I do like. So, so what is like the the love that we kind of talked about a little bit? What is like the love that Ponyo has and Sasuke has for each other? Like, it's not romantic. I mean, is it like, is it kind of like the love little kids have for each other? Yeah. Like, yeah. like the love Calvin has for Lucy? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think that there's like a lot to that too, because yeah. Calvin's love for the people he loves is like really pure. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's like he loves Beta. Yeah. You know, and it's like he loves Tiny so yeah. much. And like he'll write Tiny letters all day long and like package things up for her mm -hmm. and like... It's just it's it's such a sweet love because mm -hmm. it's like so unguileless and kind of pure, you yeah. know. There's like no It's not selfish. Romantic, yeah. yeah. I mean it's selfish and I actually it's not really selfish, no, I guess. Like romantic love mm -hmm. it has a selfish aspect to it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's sweet because when you're that young and there really are no hormones, it's mm -hmm. just like 
Like I just I just love them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's cute. Yeah. And I do think that yeah, I think that's and that's an interesting twist because I don't think like where I pitching this story, where I a Hollywood exec, right. you know, and someone comes into my thing to pitch this story, I'd be like, well, first thing you got to do is add 10 years at least yeah. to their ages, you know, and this has to be a hormone fueled, mm-hmm. you know, uh, relationship. And it does, it really bugs me that that's like, we have such an adolescent culture that right. those are the only relationships that we ever like portray mm-hmm. as people, you know, there, there's never... Innocence and or maturity are two things that really are pretty mm-hmm. absent from a, most of our films. I feel like, yeah, especially for kids too. Like if you look at the DreamWorks ones, um, and the jokes are always like aimed at the parents. Right? Yeah, this was all aimed towards the kids. I mean, he didn't yeah. care anything really for entertaining the parents. It's yeah. all for kids. I know that's amazing. I yeah. feel like, and it just happens to entertain us in the process. Right. Yeah. I think, and I think that's part of its charm, though. Mm-hmm. You know, is it's, yeah. It, yeah, I think that's why it's so gentle. Like mm-hmm. we were saying, and there's never anything scary. Is mm-hmm. like he made this for the five year olds in the world, which is like so sweet. You know, yeah, that he like finds such like art in making things not for like what Hollywood would make things for, not yeah. for the blockbuster or like yeah. you know. The producers, but he yeah. just makes it how he wants to make the it. The coveted teen demographic. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. Any final thoughts? So, so this is an interesting. So he wanted to actually make a sequel to this film. He yeah. loved this film, mm. um, but they he ended up making The Wind Rises as his last film, which could mm. not be more different than this one. Okay. But, interesting. Um, any final thoughts on Ponyo before we uh, before we say mm. goodbye? Not really. I just like the way she ate that ham right out of the <laughs> sandwich. That was pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, it was, it's definitely, I, I, I mean, if it's yeah. not clear already, it's definitely a movie to watch with your kids. Yeah. Um, I would yeah. like to say in 2008, which is when this movie was produced in Japan, Wally came out. Wally? Wally. Huh. So interesting. Yeah. To me, it's it's just like here's Disney. They don't know what the poop they're doing. Like <laughs> make Wally, which is like really depressing. <laughs> that is a great And song. like lonely <laughs> yeah. and, and, and like and pretentious. Yes. <laughs> and preachy. Yeah. And like yes. and then there's Hayao Miyazaki, who's like, I'm gonna hand draw some films yeah. myself. I like. I saw a quote. He's like, I liked drawing the waves. So he's like <laughs> over here drawing waves. Yeah. For his movie. Yeah. And making a movie for a five-year-old just because he wants to give something to children. Like, and then, and then we have Wally. Yeah. I got to see what the, so that was the Pixar release. I got to see what the uh, Disney. Disney, Tinkerbell. Yeah, because. That was Tinkerbell in 2000? Oh, that, like, kind of B-rate one. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Levi likes the Tinkerbells. No, I don't. I thought you said you did. No, I've never seen the Tinkerbell. No, the Tinkerbell forest ones with her friends. That's Suzanne. She says those. I thought you said you liked them. I've never seen a Tinkerbell in that. Oh, let's not talk about it. Yeah. Okay, so it wasn't as bad. I guess, you know, so Disney at this point was putting out such uh, such classics as Meet the Robinsons and mm-hmm. Bolt, um, which is okay. Bolt was fine. I don't know Bolt what Meet the okay. Robinsons was. It was this weird, like, trying to find themselves film. 
that they didn't find themselves. Was it people? Yeah, it was it was weird. Disney went through a really weird phase. <laughs> We're not cool. going to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Cars. Oh, so bad. Uh, Tinkerbell um, and the Lost Treasure. Princess and the Frog came out in 2009, which I don't think I've even... I don't know if I've even seen all of it. Really? Yeah. It's huh. terrible. Is it? Really? I, I saw it once in the theater. I really the, liked some of the songs, but then... The thing that I thought was kind of lame is, like, we get a black princess, finally, and then she's a frog the whole time? Like, that's really nice. Thank you. <laughs> like, and she... Isn't she, like... Um, not even a really a princess. Like she wants to like own no, like she's she's she wants to own like a store or something. I just know the soundtrack, which yeah. is good because I listen to yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was not good. Anyway, yeah. So, um, and the next film that he would do it. So this didn't come out till six years later. Wow. So quite a gap. I think he's those. older and taking his time. I, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, well, yeah. Thank you so much, Sadie, for joining us. And uh, thank you for inviting me. I, I really enjoyed it. It was fun. Absolutely. Yeah. It's. Uh, we, I think we need help to kind of get over the final hump in the the, yeah. the, the list of Miyazaki, Miyazaki films. Miyazaki films. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I guess uh, that's it. We'll try to get this one. We had a huge gap in between the last episode. Yeah, um, you were sick, I think. Yeah, I got sick. Work was crazy. So. Um, but yeah, next week we will be talking about The Wind Rises. And find Sadie on Sadie Reads Them All yep. with underscores in between Sadie those. underscore reads underscore them underscore all. Too <laughs> yep, many too it. many underscores, Sadie. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's right. And uh, of course, you know where to find us. <clears throat> Leave a review. And we will talk next time. We owe a lot to that cat. Hi. Your little kid is gone. Right on it, cat. Culture Zoo is a production of One Drawing a Day. You can learn more about Culture Zoo and One Drawing a Day and all sorts of other things at onedrawingaday.wordpress.com. You can follow Culture Zoo for regular updates on geeky stuff at Podcast on Twitter. If you want to buy amazing t-shirts featuring our podcast logo, among other things, you can purchase them at store.culturezoo.com. <laughs> <laughs>